Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Josh Reeves is a Dallas, Texas-based researcher, filmmaker, radio talk show host who first learned of government crimes in the 1990s by reading Jim Mars' Crossfire, which led him to start investigating black operations and secret societies. He gives his commentary and original point of view on news and current events, as well as information about chemtrails, secret ancient societies, bloodlines, hidden technology, Freemasons, and the overall plan of the global elite. He's host of the Global Reality Channel on YouTube, and he's just released a volume three of Lost Secrets of Ancient America documentary series. Josh, welcome back to Coast to Coast. How are you? Oh, I'm great. It's great to be with you, Richard. Um, I, th- I mentioned Crossfire, but you and I have talked before. If memory serves, was it um, was it Crossfire or was it Alien Agenda or was it Rule of Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars or was it all three of them? <laughs> well, that's a great question. Well, uh, you got it right before. Actually, what got me into this stuff was originally Crossfire, but how I got into the Lost Secrets of Ancient America and what led me to researching the Rock Wall and ultimately led to this entire trilogy of film series was the, the book uh, Rule by Secrecy, where he mentioned in there, maybe one day we'll have answers to all the questions that we seek. Maybe we'll have answers to the things like the mysterious Rock Wall in Rockwall, Texas, and I grew up uh, around the area of Rockwall, Texas, and, and experienced strange things around that area my whole life. So that's what ultimately led me to investigating the Rock Wall and uh, ultimately all of these ancient secrets of uh, of America. So here we are. Right, because Jim also lived in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth uh, area. Before we get into the mysterious Rock Wall in Rockwall, Texas, 
uh, did I also, did I hear this correctly? You, this, you started actually kind of researching unexplained mysteries all the way back in the third grade. Absolutely. It's absolutely correct. I saw a documentary on HBO, uh, when I was in third grade on UFOs and at the school I went to, they actually had a few books on UFOs and the Bermuda Triangle, and that's what led me to it, and it ultimately just stayed with me my entire life and grew into what it is now. All right, so the rock wall, which I think is primarily the subject matter that you tackle in Volume 1 of Lost Secrets of Ancient America, and it might even be the, the first sort of documentary treatment of the rock wall. So um, let's let's get into it. The rock wall... Uh, that was unearthed in in Dallas County. Just kind of give us all of the the important data regarding the rock wall. What is it? Where where is it? What does it look like? And so forth. Well, it's a fascinating subject. It's it's buried under the town of Rockwall that takes its name from this structure. When the settlers first moved to the area and began to try and dig water wells to get groundwater they kept hitting some sort of rock, and now there's no natural occurring rock in that area, so they were perplexed. And once uh, the excavations began and they began to see what they were dealing with, they began to find these masonry walls that actually were stones with buttered stones that were exactly how uh, masons would build walls, and everyone in the town was arguing over whether or not they were going to be able to name the town after themselves, and a local Freemason who had just moved to town from Tennessee, came and looked at the walls and noticed the work, noticed that it was had buttressing and all of these techniques that a stonemason would use. And uh, he told them immediately, well, none of you get to name the town after yourselves. We have to call this town Rockwall because someone was here long, long before modern humans were. So the uh, the main thing of it is is that people always ask me, how can I see it? Well, you, you can, unfortunately. It's it's buried under the town of Rockwall, Texas, but that's really the, my main goal with all this, to eventually have uh, uh, my own dig and be able to document all the things that people have seen in other digs that they have, uh, have had. But the main thing about it is, is that it has all of these structural engineering materials built into it that are specifically designed for structural engineering, and that's how we know it's beyond shadow of a doubt and not a natural formation, because you have something like the element called niobium, and niobium is used in reinforcing uh, pipelines, jet engines, rocket engines. And the only way you can get niobium is by extracting it from an element called columbite. Well, that process was unknown to humans until the late 1800s. So how there's niobium in these stones and absolutely no columbite is a mystery. The other thing about it is you have these elements like titanite, brookite, starlight. You have tourmaline, which is resistant to uh, high and low frequencies that will be applied to it, and I'll tell you why that's important in just a second. But all of these materials that are made, normally when you would take these materials and mix them together, their molecular structures would just bond together. But somehow, in a process unknown to man, the individual component materials in the rock wall stones remain independent in situ in the stones. This is a process we can't even replicate with modern technology. We have no idea how this is done. And when a dig was conducted there in 1999, it was found that when a digger, a excavator was accidentally placed on top of the wall, that the low frequency vibrations from the engine of the excavator caused the wall to shake and vibrate and produce electrical energy. 
So one of the functions of this wall seemed to be not only a structure and a seawall as well, because shark's teeth were found embedded in the wall, it also served as some sort of energy generator. It's 20 miles in diameter. It's about 80 feet down to the bedrock. It sits on limestone bedrock. And the amount of sheer weird happenings that I experienced around this area as a young person growing up, I experienced a missing time event around the area. I experienced all kinds of strange sightings, UFO sightings around the area. So when I read Jim Mars rule by secrecy book and heard this mention of this rock wall immediately this was in 2004 and immediately the light bulbs went off and i went that's it i just knew instinctively that's it that's what i've been looking for that's what's why there's been all these crazy happenings and i've experienced such weird things around this area because there's something there and it's in the you know something in the neighborhood of i don't know something like four hundred thousand years old judged by the dating so it's just an amazing anomalous thing, and the cover-up of it has been ongoing and continues to this day, Richard. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Uh, so it's um, it has what do they call that piezoelectric qualities? Um, yes, that's exactly what it is. And what what do we or what do you surmise the purpose of this wall was? Was it a was it a fortress? Was it a well? You mentioned a, a seawall. It was what to prevent whatever was inside the walls to, from being flooded. What, what do you think the wall was for exactly? Well, at the time in which it was constructed, we know that the sea, the inland sea, came all the way up to uh, the location that is now Rockwall here just outside of North Texas, right outside of Dallas, where I am. And so it, it, initially, I think it was meant to both serve as 
uh, a seawall. Uh, I think it was all those things. I think it was a structure. And again, as I said, it, it, this ability for it to basically produce infinite free energy is amazing. And, and, and it uses sound to do it. And that's why you would want an element like tourmaline inside of the stone. Someone put that, that material. None of these materials are found anywhere near uh, here in this area of, of uh, North Texas at all. So you would want tourmaline in there because tourmaline can resist high-frequency sound waves without shattering. It's one of the only crystals that can do that. So whoever built this thing absolutely had a knowledge of engineering. It, the stones get bigger the deeper that it goes down. It's built with a buttressing effect that, that it's intended to. Um, it, can, it can hold live loads. So one of my estimations, too, and I know this, as wild as it sounds, one of my theories about the rock wall has been that it could have been some sort of a, an, an ancient extraterrestrial launching pad because it's built to withstand hundreds of thousands of tons of pressure on top of it. It's built to end to produce energy. So it may have been something where they were actually launching crafts or ships off of this thing hundreds of thousands of years ago. It's, it's so fascinating, Richard. And are portions of the wall exposed above ground or is it all below ground? No, it's all below ground. The, the only thing that you can really see are stones that have been excavated and put on display. The rest of it is all underground. And the, the, the hard part of trying to do a dig out there is trying to find a piece of property or someone that has a piece of property uh, where we can actually conduct and, and do a dig at. And with property values continuing to rise and everything being built about there, eventually, uh, in the not-too-distant future, it's going to be impossible to conduct a dig there. So I'm hoping that, that in the future we'll be able to uh, actually get some LIDAR scans going and see if we can get an, an underground picture, much of like what they've done in the Amazon jungle, finding ancient structures. I'm hoping that at, at some point we can have some LIDAR data and uh, actually get to see a, a 3D underground topographical image of this thing. Tell me about your missing time episode in the vicinity of uh, the rock wall. It was very interesting. I was, I was about 16 years old. Uh, a friend of mine and I were going to work in Dallas, and uh, right when we crossed this specific point where I now know part of the rock wall sits underneath, we stopped to get gas, and we had left home about 12 o'clock. When we were at the gas station, we'd only been gone about 20 or 30 minutes, and we noticed that it was 5 o'clock in the afternoon. And we called home, and we were like, um, what time did we... <laughs> But then did we leave home? They were like, are you crazy? You left at 12. We're sitting here going, wait a minute, how did that happen? How did we experience five hours missing time? And then another time, uh, I was out by near the lake, near the area where part of the rock wall is submerged under what is now Lake Ray Hubbard. And we experienced some sort of, uh, I don't know what you would call it. It was almost like, I don't, I don't want to call it like a, 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 a demon or something. We experienced some sort of, of, of a dark energy that you could physically feel in your body in this area. So, and I've known people who have seen all sorts of strange cryptozoological creatures near that lake as well. There's all kinds of reports on the internet of it. So there's high strangeness and high weirdness all around this area, Richard. And I, you know, it, it never really made sense to me. But once I started to find out about the rock wall and how they had found, you know, these giant skeletons there back in the 1800s and had been reported in the local news media and everything, and then uh, summarily they disappeared very shortly after that. I, that's when I began to say, okay, we're dealing with something here that's far more advanced than just something that primitive humans could have built. 
So let's let's talk about the uh, the nature then of the cover up, which began, I guess, around 1927. Enter the Smithsonian. Well, the the thing about it is, is that time and again, and of course, there's you know the, the Smithsonian denies all this, but where the, these reports initially came from, they initially came from people who were finding giant skeletons and then reporting them to the Smithsonian, and then once the Smithsonian would show up and examine them. They would never hear anything back. The, the skeletons would disappear, and uh, there would never ever be anything else about it again. And I had my own experience. You know, some of this stuff you wonder, you wonder if it's true, if it's just hearsay in this. But I actually had my own experience with this when I was making volume one of this series. There was a coin that was found in a strata of soil in an old water well up in Illinois that had a woman holding, a, almost like the Statue of Liberty, a woman holding a... Uh, a flaming torch, and it had writing on it that matched identically with a two-and-a-half-ton garnet stone that had been found in Rockwall, and then it was stolen out of the old Rockwall courthouse by uh, someone named uh, Congressman Ron uh, Ralph Hall, who's now since passed away, but he was witnessed by multiple uh, inmates that were, they used to keep the inmates in the, uh, the top part of the old courthouse in Rockwall, where now they have parts of the of the stones there where you can go and see. And on this two-and-a-half-ton garnet stone, there were these petroglyphs found that had never been identified as any other uh, writing in any other civilization ever. And then this coin was found in this water well in Illinois with these exact engravings on it. And uh, the Smithsonian, when I contacted them, they, the Smithsonian said they indeed did have this coin. They were willing to let me examine it, take pictures of it, and everything else. And then when the day came for me to go and do that, it mysteriously came up missing, Richard, on the day that I was set to go and examine this thing. And so that's when I started to say, okay, you know what, maybe there is something to these stories about uh, the Smithsonian dumping bargefuls of artifacts into the ocean and, and disappearing these giant skeletons. Because if they're willing to do that on something just like this and this coin with what I experienced and there's there's no telling what else is going on. Uh, who uh, is or, or was Count Byron Kuhn de Prorock? Count Byron de Prorock? Um, that, that was a gentleman who, oh gosh, you're, you're really flexing my memory here because this is 10 years ago since I uh, uh, visited that information. But uh, Count Byron de Prorock, I can't even Wasn't remember, he, Richard. To be a, well, there's something about... Um, well, he was an, like an amateur archaeologist. I think he was Hungarian-American or something. But he – there was something to do with – he looked at the the, the, the rock wall and and um, he had it traveled yeah. the world. Absolutely. Well, it, it, he had actually gone and visited the ancient structures at Carthage. Uh, and what – according to him, what he saw in Carthage matched – the same building style and structures of what he saw in the rock wall. And that led him to believe that, that whoever these people were in the ancient past that had built the structures at Carthage had also built the ones at the rock wall. Wow. And uh, a quick geography lesson for people maybe who have forgotten. Carthage is, was, uh, you know, led by Hannibal uh, in, in, a Rome, in, in a war against ancient Rome, you know, riding the, uh, the elephants through the, the, the Alps down into, uh, to invade uh, the Roman Empire, um, but this wall would certainly predate uh, ancient Rome, right? Four hundred thousand years old, perhaps. 
Absolutely, and and that's the thing about the Pro Rock. He was a he was actually one of the, the first people to lead the excavations at Carthage. So he definitely had had a uh, a knowledge of this. But that's when we started when I started to think about the fact that it's possible that whoever these people were that were getting instructions to build these these structures, they were getting them from a much older source and possibly from a source that had been here for a long time. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Now this uh, rock wall is, I guess, is would it be considered a suburb of Dallas? It's twenty five, about 25 miles away from Dallas. Is it considered a suburb? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a suburb of Dallas. It's, uh, it used to be more rural than it is now. Um, it's grown up a lot and it's, it's a lot closer of a suburb than it used to be. It used to kind of just be a sleepy bedroom community, but it's definitely grown now. And a lot of these locations and a lot of these areas that would be prime places for a dig have been built on top of now. So time is of the essence. And, uh, I'm, I'm really hoping to at some point be able to do a dig there, but it's just going to be all dependent on whether or not we can find a spot to do it. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, Every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.